Welcome to another episode of The Approval, brought to you by the Beer Fridge Podcast. Another fortnightly episode available for you guys to enjoy your Friday drive to work or your Friday drive home to work, which would be a lot, lot better. As always, Beer Fridge Podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions. Wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe, hit that ding a ling link to be notified of all the latest episodes. And we're going to go through back-to-back beer reviews and beers that you should be looking out for uh, over the next couple of weeks and ones that we think you maybe quite enjoy giving a wee a wee gander a wee gander here on the approval if you guys want to send in your own uh, approvals and beers beer reviews please feel free and do so uh, hit us up on all the social media pages instagram facebook and twitter or you can email us at beerfridgepodcast at gmail.com we would love to get your reviews in and hear them and let and share them with everyone else and find out what beers you think that other people or other listeners should be enjoying. Right, I am going to kick things off this week. I've got two this week. I'm going to kick things off. One is slightly left field, maybe not for everybody, and another one is a proper smashable beer. And I'm going to start off uh, with the first of the two, and that is the one that's slightly left field, and that would be um, from Tempest. Who else does more left field beers than Tempest, to be fair? And it is their Barrel 04 and it is their Sidecar. Um, this is a 10.5% bourbon barrel aged Imperial Pale Ale. 10.5%. This is a school night. Holy shit balls. However, I've opened this and I got this um, from a monthly subscription with Bruiser and this was one beer that gave me the heebie-jeebies and I was like, oh, this might not be kind of for me. I'm not a massive whiskey person. Um, I've never really got on with it that well, to be fair, but this is completely different. Um, Basically, it's taken inspiration from bourbon cocktails, bourbon sidecar cocktails, which I, again, I wasn't overly sure uh, what they were before I had this beer, but it's a, a, a little bit of an education as well, which is nice. Um, so sidecars are uh, delicately rich, um, they're complemented with uh, with lemon juice and smooth, kind of vibrant, kind of sweetness as well. So it's, it's light-fruited whiskey sour, basically. Um, it's, it's instead of having... They basically put bourbon in instead of other liquors when they when they, they're making their cocktails. So it's a a, a whiskey sour kind of fruited kind of cocktail vibe is the best initial way to describe the kind of style that uh, Tempers have went for. And my goodness, this is uh, this is a beer, and I'm saying this, and it's weird because if you're listening, you think, well, what's the point even? even kind of mention this Gavin it's a, it's a beer that you should go in with no kind of preconceptions like it's just you have it and just make your own mind up from it um, proper massive kind of whiskey vibes uh, on the nose you're basically getting this aroma of like there's a, a funkiness to it that kind of because it's been so it's been barrel aged um, 
was it 18 months, 8 months, I can't remember actually how long it's been barrelaged, but it's been barrelaged for a while to be fair, um, and, and uh, Heaven Hill whiskey casks, and it gives, you You know, from, from the fucking start, you know you're drinking a bad ass beer, and a heavy beer, this is, this is booze, this is booze, 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 but on the nose, so it's got more take of hops, but on the nose, like I said, you're getting that funk, you're getting that orange peel, lemon peel, so a very kind of zesty, um, a wee bit of vanilla, maybe, potentially, I've got it in front of me, I had half of it, and I was like, I need this, I need to speak about this beer, don't see when it says IPA, um, well, pale ale, excuse me, it's not pale, it doesn't look pale, it looks it, it looks like a, a cask, it looks like a dark cask, red IPA almost, so that the colour wise it, it might, if you're thinking pale ale, it, there's nothing really pale about this beer, it's not pale whatsoever, on the nose, god damn, god damn it's whiskey, like I said I'm not a massive whiskey guy but you get a punch with a, this, a lovely whiskey, funk, lemon, and then when you're drinking it, oh, God, man, like this is a heavy beer. But my goodness, is it? It's proper nice. So it's nice. It's delicious. Such a delicious beer. Light kind of acidity, uh, which is coming from the lemon uh, and the orange. <clears throat> so that lemon and orange is giving that acidity, which is really really nice. And then you get this. You get this warmth like that. See, if you might, you might have, you might have had it yourself. And you, you go for a walk or something, a long walk, or you go to your grandparents or something like that, and when you're a teenager and your your grandpa or your grandma will be like, oh, have a wee nip of that, and they'll give you a wee nip of whiskey for the first time, and it just blows your head. You get the warmth in your chest, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Oh my god. It gives you that in terms of the warmth. You get that warmth from the bourbon, which is insane for me, for a beer. This it's, It feels weird saying it's a beer. Because it's really, it's really not a beer, um, in terms of how it, how, how complex it is and how it tastes. It's really not a beer whatsoever. I'm going to have to take another sip of it because I've got it here sitting in front of me and it, it looks insane. Head retention is nil. Um, for what reason, I'm not entirely sure. that I, I'm sure maybe Hodge can enlighten me for the reason of it. There will be a reason. I don't know if it's the barrelage process, if it's the barrel, if it's, I don't know what it is. But there's zero head retention on it, which is fine. I can deal with that. But... Considering the beer's fucking amazing, I need to take another wee swig of this. Just to warm the chest. Oh, honestly, like it's crazy. So if you're if you're like myself, you don't like that harshness of whiskey. That really harsh alcoholic, you don't like that. And that's the reason why I don't really like whiskey that much. However, the the kind of acidity and the lemon and and the orange round that off and it's not as harsh, hundred percent not as harsh um, as a as that whiskey alcoholic thing that booziness you get. There's a, a lovely bitterness on the back end, and this beer three thirty ml can which is perfect. I think that's a perfect size for this beer. It's a proper beer that you drink and you're like, you're trying to figure it out. And you just want to keep drinking it and just to understand it because it's such a complex beer, so complex. And my goodness, this is a conversation starter. This is a hundred percent a conversation beer. If you like uh, if you like whiskey, this will be um, you'll you'll love this beer straight away. If you're 
liking the idea of liking whiskey or want to just try and or something completely different um, this is a, a really good way of doing it as well and again like I said it's it's very much the best way I'd describe and I, I, I sent a, a message to, in the group chat to the guys about this beer and I was like it's literally just like a whiskey a whiskey sour beer uh, it's a whiskey sour pale ale is the best way to kind of roughly kind of sum it up um, it's a that, that kind of I've never had a sidecar cocktail or a bourbon sidecar cocktail, um, but from what I've read and from what this beer is, it sounds like it matches up perfectly. It's giving you all those vibes of what you should be ex- expecting from that cocktail. It's definitely in the beer. It's a whiskey sour pale ale. Whiskey sour pale ale is the best kind of right to the point kind of how to describe this beer. But my goodness, if you get a chance to try it, go and give it a go. 100% give it a go. Um, you'll be surprised, you'll be shocked, you'll be intrigued. But it's a, it's a definitely a beer that if you get a chance to try it, because I, I doubt they'll do it again. And if they do it again, it will be comp- it'll taste completely different. It will make me be in a different whiskey cask. It might just be aged a different length of time. It might even react differently in the barrel. So if they do do it again, it will taste different to this version. And this version tastes delicious. And I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. it like I said, it scared the utter crap at me when I when I kind of got my bruiser box. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know if this is going to be my kind of gig. I might have to keep this and send it to the boys. Do we can swap? But I'm glad I kept it. So glad I kept it. Ten, ten and a half percent. I'm a school night, granted, uh, but my God, what a beer! Um, this is my left left field beer. It's, like I said, it's not for some people will listen to this and go, "Nah, no thanks, not for me." But if you get a chance and it's something that sounds intriguing, um, give it a go, hundred percent, give it a go. So that is my first, um, my first nomination for the approval this week. Right, we are going to head over uh, and find out what Mark has got this week on the approval. So this week, um, for the approval, I have got a bit of a, a wicked beer. I mentioned it um, part of the podcast a couple of weeks ago and just really wanted to highlight it um, again just for a couple of minutes because I feel like it's definitely worth uh, worth the time. So the beer I'm talking about today is by uh, the Kernel Brewing and Company, obviously based in London, and this is their Vated Porter 1864, um, 7.2%. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll know right off the back uh, that this is going to be an absolute raving review, basically, as in it was a wicked, wicked beer. But since uh, I, I had the beer and I've uh, tried it, I've kind of looked into the style a little bit and I thought it was kind of worth kind of coming full circle on it slightly so obviously I know like the porter uh, as a style of beer has been traditionally or was traditionally brewed anyway in London and I think that synergy with the kernel is a really nice wee piece to kind of kind of dive into here and obviously the porter itself has kind of changed um, in terms of how it was brewed um, with it being obviously naturally uh, like a dark um, malted beer only and uh, then again later in the uh, 
1860s it would have been, give or take, 1850s, the recipe then went slightly more pale malt, um, which basically fits into this 1864 recipe from the kernel. And with that, I find it really, really, really interesting to because you can pick up um, on this beer the sort of it has a light sort of aroma to it. Now, this vated version of it has been um, basically uh, fermented again in a fodder for a, a 17 months, I believe. Um, and it was a red wine um, fodder. So, juice, the juices, the, it's just a juice, I, I want to say a juice bomb, but for a totally different like reason than we would come to expect from the craft beer um, world in terms of our uh, typical bingo words but it's fruity, it's got tartness, it's got a full wash of acidity through it but the backbone of it with the brown malts, uh, obviously it's got a roastiness to it um, and a slight sweetness which again it comes from the the higher percentage of the pale malt that has been sort of built in. Now I don't know the recipe before I start um, kind of picking up but just with sort of looking into this particular style of beer because it is the first time I've tried a vated porter and you know I was felt like I had to do a little bit of the diligence in terms of how it was brewed and, and the sort of the style and, and things and just with it being like I say coming back to a traditional London style of beer um, again, we we'll, we we'll go all the way back to the water, and you know, keeping beer fresh, and these uh, the name being kind of brought up with the the porters that would be sitting outside of pubs and um, on the street waiting for to pick people up when they go in, would sit and drink a couple of these um, lightly malted beers um, at low percent um, before they got people. <laughs> out and moving around the city which is is wicked to think but bringing that sort of forward into this particular beer with it, the the complexities of the red wine the, the the fruits the tartness with the backbone i think it's i think it's just a, a really really exceptional beer the backbone is roasty chocolate like dark chocolate had a bitterness to it as well and as you can tell obviously i don't have the beer to hand to kind of really dive in right now but like i say for, from the sort of the tasting notes and um that i've got i feel like it's just put it this way it's it's one for the basket and at the end of the day that's what i feel this the approvals kind of about it's about highlighting breweries and beers that are just too good to pass up and this uh, Vated Porter 1864 uh, 7.2% from the Kernel uh, Brewing Company based in uh, London is just a beer that is too good to pass up and in terms of what like you say it's come complexities and you know it's not a it's not a beer that you're going to guzzled down it's a it's maybe even even though it comes in a 330 it's maybe one for sharing but just because of like how good it is 
or uh, it does have a bit of a kick to it. There is a bit of booziness to it, but you know when you mix beer and red wine together, it's always going to have that kick. So highly, highly recommend. Uh, definitely go check out the kernel as a whole for if you are getting into beer um, and into craft beer. Their variety is unparalleled across the UK in terms of what they can offer and this is up there with um, one of the best beers um, of the year to be honest um, it's, that, it's that high and I think obviously you can tell getting proper geeked out about the the beer um, I enjoy it even more because I can sort of really dive in and, and look into sort of the history. So you should do as well because there's plenty um, awesome, awesome uh, sort of articles based around Vated Porters and stuff on on the line. But anyway, uh, check it out. Vated Porter, 1864 by the Colonel. Uh, highly, highly approved by MD here. And cheers, Gav. Uh, back at it. Hello, hello, it's Callum here. My entry for the approval this week is one of our old friends Tempest and it's Long White Cloud. This is a New Zealand Extra Paleo 5.4% with Motueka and Nelson. Um, this is, as they say, mothership. Um, this is where the Tempest journey began and it's testament to the superb nature of this beer that they continue to make it and it continues to enjoy such great success. I managed to pick this up in a supermarket, uh, Sainsbury's, and I think for the money and the, the quality of this beer, I think it's as close to perfection as you're going to get um, in a supermarket. It is crystal clear, um, super refreshing. You're getting bags of that sort of... Um, white winey flavours that you would expect from the Nelson and it's just an absolute treat, an absolute delight to drink and one that we always enjoy when we get on the podcast um, and if I see it, I always have to buy it. It's, and that, that's, that's again, that's testament to how much we think of this beer and this brewery that whenever this beer is spotted, it must be bought and enjoyed um, and I'm currently enjoying this icy cold out of the fridge and it is going down an absolute storm. Must, must buy this beer. If you haven't tried it already, get your hands on it. It's a Long White Cloud, 5.4% New Zealand Extra Pale Ale by Tempest Brewing Co. Super boys. Uh, great nominations this week and beers you should definitely go and check out. I'm looking forward to kind of getting my hands on those as well. Right, back to myself for my second beer uh, on this episode. Um, and again, like I said, the first one, slightly left field, might not be up your street in terms of that kind of barrel and the, the high percentage beers. But my second one is a is more of a smashable beer, a more of a beer that you can enjoy any time of the any time of the day, um, and any occasion as well. Uh, and it's um, our friends. We mention them all the time because um, they're doing great work. And it's the guys from Bruiser. They have done a collaboration with Full Circle. Um, you may have heard if you listen to the full podcast uh, during the week. I've had this beer as well, and I thought I'd mention it again because it is a proper smashable beer, um, and it's their um, Space Safari New England Pale, five point four percent. It's got cashmere, mosaic, cryo pop, and centennial hops in there. This is just a, a light. It's a, it's such a well balanced beer. If you if you know Full Circle, you'll know Looper. 
Um, Looper is such a, a such an easy go-to beer. If you see it on the shelf, you're picking it up, you know what you're getting from that beer because it's just such a good beer. Um, this is, again, so it's really well balanced. Um, a wee kind of light bitterness, which I found was quite, was quite pleasant. Melon, peach, um, really super refreshing beer. Like, like the, when I first had it, the first word that came to mind was smashable. I was like, this is a smashable beer. 5.4%. It's on the on the, the beer fridge podcast scale of, of, of sessionable. It's um it's up there in terms of the, the ABB ABV, excuse me, at 5.4%. A nice creamy, slightly creamy body, nice and fruity, like I mentioned with the, the melon and the peach. It's just such a refreshing beer. And one of those beers that's perfect for any any time of year, any weather, it would be perfect, absolutely perfect for a, a barbecue. So if you do get good weather this weekend and you get a chance to, to try the Space Safari uh, from Bruiser and Full Circle, you'll not be disappointed. You'll not be disappointed whatsoever. Uh, on the un- Untapped ratings, I know people like Untapped, people don't. We're kind of 50-50 to be fair, isn't it? Like, folk use it. So it's a source. So fuck it, I'm going to use it. Um, it's averaging just under uh, 4 out of 5. And people just yummy, seriously juicy, lovely soft bitterness, nice and free, like I mentioned. Uh, let's get another one. Here's someone who had a tough week, but finished finished the lines in, finished lines in sight. Such a nice beer. So it's, it's one of those beers, see if you finished your day at work and it's been a shit day. Such an easy beer just to pick up and enjoy it. No, it's not overly. You don't need to dissect this beer too much. It's just really fruity. It's citrus, a wee bit of peach, like I mentioned, um, and the, like, you just can't complain. You can't complain about this beer whatsoever. Easy, smashable, definitely one you should you should be kind of getting your hands on if you see it um, in the bottle shops. Give it a try. I would love to try it on keg. Apparently there's some kegs kicking about, and if I find out where they are, I would love to try it just to get a comparison, just to see the difference. It's always interesting is kind of try a beer in can or and then try it in cask or keg to get the difference because there, there, there's going to be a difference. There's going to be a difference, um, and I would love this is a beer I would love to try uh, on cask or keg. Like I said, I know there is kegs, no casks, but. Um, to give that a go. So yes, this is my second uh, nomination this week on this episode of The Approval and that is the Bruiser and Full Circle collaboration and the Space Safari New England Pale at 5.4%. Go and give it a go. Right then, um, thanks again for listening to The Approval. Um, If you're enjoying this, feel free and give it a like, subscribe, and just give, give us a five-star rating. It's something, that, like I said, a wee bit different for us, just doing back-to-back beer reviews uh, fortnightly on a Friday for your drive home to work or your, your drive to work, and just to give you an idea of what you should be looking out for over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying doing this, and if you want to get you, uh, your beer review on the approval, um, let us know. Send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and you can send us, or, or you can send us an email, incidentally, at the beer fridge podcast at gmail.com send us an email send us a message tell us what beers you're liking i'll give them a shout out or the alternative you can send me a, a wee voice note and we can get it on the 
on the sound waves. That sounds really fucking geeky. Sound waves. Yeah, you can, you can get your voice on the podcast. Other people can hear it. Better way of saying it. Um, so feel free and do that. We would love to get some more input from you guys. And as always, from the Beer Fridge podcast, uh, Real Beer, Real Breweries, Real Opinions. Uh, next week, we have got XL on the podcast. Looking forward to that. So we've got some more guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. If you've got a brewery that we you would love to hear on the podcast, again, let us know in the usual ways. And until next time, on the approval, goodbye. bye